Hi, this is Jim Lyon. You're listening to Viewpoint. Viewpoint on Expedition today in Nazareth in the Galilee. Yes, I'm in Nazareth, the ancient city in which Jesus grew up. And I'm not just in Nazareth. I'm in a space that is thought to be built on the foundation as the original synagogue of Nazareth in Jesus' time. We're so glad that you've joined us today on air. And as I'm standing here in the synagogue together with a team of our CBH friends who have traveled with us to the Holy Land, I want to share with you some of the most important teaching that Jesus ever gave. Of course, even as I say that, it seems a little extreme. Some of the most important teaching as if anything Jesus said was not important. Everything was. But all of us in life have moments where we define ourselves. And here in this, his hometown, Jesus defined himself, why he came into this world. And for anyone who presumes to follow Jesus, what he said here should be the definition of who we also are. I want to read to you from Luke chapter 4. Jesus has been to the wilderness. He was first baptized. He went to the wilderness and there was tempted by the enemy of our souls. He, of course, was victorious over that temptation. And now he's coming back home. Luke chapter 4 tells us what happens as he comes back to his hometown. And you know, for many of us, we're defined by the place that has raised us. And as adults, the ground upon which we stand in the company of those who know us best. This is Luke chapter 4, beginning with verse 16. It is the word of God, and this is what it says. When he came to the village of Nazareth, his boyhood home, He went as usual to the synagogue on the Sabbath day and stood up to read the scriptures. The scroll of Isaiah the prophet was handed to him. He unrolled the scroll and found the place where this was written. The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me, for he has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim that captives will be released, that the blind will see, that the oppressed will be set free, and that the time of the Lord's favor has come. He rolled up the scroll, handed it back to the attendant, and sat down. All eyes in the synagogue looked at him intently. Then he began to speak to them. The scripture you've just heard this day has been fulfilled this very day. This room in which I stand is created out of ancient rock. The stones that hear my voice now have listened to thousands of voices over many millennia and centuries. And the stones underneath my feet and those beneath those have borne silent witness to the sacred window of heaven that opened here way back then. Jesus came to the synagogue on the Sabbath day. He went to the house of worship where others who were the people of God gathered. It was his custom, the scripture tells us, and all of us who follow Jesus need to know it must be our custom also on one day set apart from the rest in seven days of a week where you gather together with people who also are seeking God. Never allow that discipline to fade or to wane in your own journey. If you follow Jesus, you will make it your custom to go to the place of worship where others seeking God also meet on that one day set apart out of seven. And as he came to this place, his hometown, the synagogue, the house of worship, where he had been raised, where he came often as a boy, now as a man, now as one who had gone out from his hometown and was coming back home to reintroduce himself, now fully understanding who he was and declaring for all. He is handed a prophet 
the scroll of Isaiah, in those days there was a kind of a lectionary, and it was appointed on that day in all the synagogues to read from the prophet Isaiah. But as he has given the scroll of Isaiah, he can choose from Isaiah what he will read. The lectionary is not so precise as to define the chapter and verse. He just gets to choose from Isaiah. And it's very significant that he chose this passage, which we now count as Isaiah chapter 61, verses 1 to 3. He opened up the vast scroll of Isaiah, and he chose this passage with which to declare who he was. He said, the Spirit of the Lord God is upon me. Never underestimate the power and necessity of the Holy Spirit to fall on us. We who follow Jesus must also be able to say, the Spirit of the Lord God is on us. We are a people who believe in the power of the Holy Spirit to clothe us, to possess us, to own us, to transform us, to empower us, and to speak through us. Jesus said, the Spirit of the Lord God is upon me. And for what purpose? to preach and to proclaim good news to the poor. Those who follow Jesus must follow him in this. We are the people of good news. We are the Christians broadcasting hope. We're the ones who bring a light into every dark corner. We're the ones, no matter how dark the hour, no matter how chill the night, no matter how desperate the moment, we're the people who bring good news to the poor. Never forget that every move of God has begun in the economic underclass. Never in all of history has the movement of the Holy Spirit started with those who have material comfort. It's always those who are materially deprived that seem to be drawn first into movements of the Spirit, revivals and great anointings. And we as a people of God must always be in communion with, in the company of, and focused on those who are poor. You never change You are the God you savor When I'm afraid You come and still my beating heart You stay the same When hope is just a distant thought You take my pain and you lead me to the cross What love is this That you gave your life for me And made a way for me to know you And I confess You're always enough for me Thank you.
Yes, you can be poor of spirit and materially well. And poverty is not just about what you hold in your hand. But in the Scripture, we must read it plain on its face. Jesus came to bring good news to the poor, to the favelas of Rio de Janeiro, to the ghettos of the great urban centers of the West, to the horrifying sewers that people call home in Mumbai and Calcutta. In every place where there are the poor, Jesus came to bring good news, hope. And he also came not just to proclaim, but to set free. He proclaims freedom. Are you bound? Are you enslaved? Oh, maybe you have not physical metal chains on your wrist as people in other days, but you can still be enslaved by your greed, by your ambition, by your brokenness, by your woundedness, by your insecurity, by your addictions, whatever it is that causes you to be imprisoned. Jesus is here to tell you, you can be free. I came here to set people free to proclaim and to heal, to cause the blind to see, to find the broken mended. The people of Jesus must always follow him in this. Wherever there's a broken place in the world, is there a home that is broken? Is there a marriage that is broken? Is there a a relationship between a parent and child that's broken? Is there a neighborhood that's broken? Is there a community that's torn asunder? Is there prejudice? Is there separation? Is there apartheid? Is there some kind of stretch? Whatever it is, we're the people who heal, not in our own power, but because we're the people who, like Jesus, have the Spirit and follow him. And we also restore. We proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord to restore people to their right relationship with their maker. We're the ones who take what hell has stolen and we redeem it. We reclaim it. We restore it. We are the body of Christ. We are the hands of Christ, the feet of Christ, the mouth of Christ, the ear of Christ, the eye of Christ. We are the touch of Christ. And wherever we are, may it be said of us, that we walked as Jesus did. You know, when he stood up to define himself here, his hometown crowd wasn't so persuaded. They didn't like what he said. Who do you think you are? Aren't you the son of Joseph the carpenter? The text will go on to explain. They tried to run him out of town. They wanted to get rid of him. They thought he pretentious, that he wasn't all of that. They just couldn't comprehend who he said he was then. And the same might be said of us your family, your friends, your hometown, your community, may look at you and imagine as you say these things that, wait, you're above your pay scale. You're above your pay grade. Who do you think you are? Aren't you just Jim, the guy who grew up in Seattle? Who do you think you are? I'll tell you who I am. I am a child of God redeemed by the blood of Jesus, made new by the Holy Spirit, and following in the footsteps of he who is the Lord of lords and King of kings.
and I'll tell you who I am. I'm one who has surrendered my life into Christ's own hand. And as I did, even in my teen years, I believe the Holy Spirit fell on me. And I have not in all my life walked according to that Spirit's guidance, but I stand before you today to know that I am farther along today than I was yesterday. And it's my ambition and intention to be farther tomorrow than I was today. And I want never to forget that I stood in the space, on the ground, on a little patch of dirt, where God in His providence and by His appointment caused His Son to stand up and divine Himself from Isaiah. May we also be so defined. This space where I now speak and stand is perhaps one of the most important spaces on the planet and from the man who spoke here way back then, Jesus Christ of Nazareth. From that moment until now, he is changing the world. So can you.
I'm Allison Gustin on Expedition with Viewpoint standing next to the Jordan River. Today we're witnessing some members of the group being baptized and we want you to hear some of the incredible experiences they've had so far. It was just overwhelming because it's where Jesus baptized. It was like he, he actually touched these waters and I just feel like it's a healing and it's just overwhelming what I feel right now and just getting rededicated and just giving your life back to the Lord. And even though I've been saved before and um, I love the Lord with all my heart, it's just a, a different ball game when you're coming and getting baptized in the Jordan because it's just seals, seals it. It makes it real because of that's where he was and that's what he did and he showed us what we were to do and I, I love that part about it. It was cool to be in the same waters where Jesus was baptized and just going in there and picturing what that moment would have been like for him and for John the Baptist and the people lining up. So it was just a pretty cool moment to, to step into something like that with, uh, with our friends here. My name is Marilyn Smothers and I think one of my favorite moments, these have all been awesome, but I think one of my favorite moments was at the Shepherd's Field to actually uh, visualize and feel what it must have been like for the angels to announce the birth of our Lord. I'm Harry Smothers, and actually my favorite moment has been here remembering my youngest daughter being baptized here a number of years ago. Hi, my name is Susan Everett. I'm from Evansville, Indiana, and uh, traveling through the Holy Land has just been fantastic. But the thing I've noticed is how I have such a thirst to go to the room at night and to read the scriptures of where we've traveled and where we've seen, and it's just brought it absolutely to life. I'm Carol Meese. I'm with Mount Pleasant Church in Evansville, Indiana, and uh, my my hope about with this trip was that we would things would become more real, that the, the, the stories of the Bible that we've, been, we've lived with all of our lives uh, would just come alive and uh, they would change perspective and that's exactly what it's done. Uh, my name is Chris Kenner. I'm the pastor of Celebrate Recovery in Casper, Wyoming. And, um, you know, I've chosen not to get baptized today, but I'm going to baptize my wife and a couple other dear friends of ours. And I'm just amazed that, that God has presented this opportunity for us. And you know, baptism is not a show. It is just the proclamation that Jesus Christ is our Lord and Savior. And being the baptizer is just nothing short of a miracle for me because of my background and where I came from. I should not be the guy baptizing other people. I guess that's similar to what John had to say to Jesus when he baptized him too, so praise God. So how is this trip going to change you as a pastor? You know, Jesus Christ is the solid rock foundation. And this has just confirmed that in my life in such a dramatic way that I can't believe that would ever change. That foundation has just become more solidified and petrified forever in my life. And I just want to serve him to the best of my ability for the freedom, the free life that he has, been, has given to me. I want to be able to share that one thing that has crossed my mind and wondering why God brought me here to the Holy Land was that he wants me to teach. He wants me to take this opportunity and teach the gospel good news message to people everywhere I go without any apprehension. Just go for it. What have we got to lose? 
I live today because he's alive and he lives.
wherever you are in the world today. Whatever your journey, whatever your sense of purpose, maybe you don't think you have a reason for being, I promise you, you do. God did not bring you to being by chance. You are alive in this world today by the finger of heaven. And if you want to know how you can follow Jesus, if you want to know how you can also bring to life his words, give us a call. Just dial this number, 1-800-757-VIEW. That's 1-800-757-8439, 24 hours a day and seven days a week. We're by the phone, and we want to talk to you. We want to hear your heart. We want to pray with you. We want to hear your questions. Please reach out. If you'd prefer not to call but want to go online, go to our website, CBH, Christians Broadcasting Hope. That's who we are, cbhviewpoint.org. You can read about the ministry there. You can actually see photographs and some video of our visit now to the Holy Land. You can also send us an email, and we will reply. Or the last, just send me a letter. Address it to Jim Lyon, Viewpoint, Post Office Box 2420, Anderson, Indiana, 46018, USA. But whether you call us on the phone, whether you check us out online, or whether you use the post, please, let us hear from you this week. For all of us at the Viewpoint team, for all of us at Church of God Ministries, which is the host of our broadcast, this is Jim Lyon. Stay tuned.